This is Kelly Carlin, and welcome to Waking from the American Dream. Wednesday's tree cleaning, it's 8 a.m. And I know I got another parking ticket again that I can't afford to pay, so I'm going to throw it away because parking tickets are super lame. What? And Netflix keeps on calling me, trying to collect a $78 damage fee because of Homeward Bound and Princess Diaries. But I'm brickety broke, so stop fucking with me. So if you're walking down the street and there's a hobo at your feet and he asks you for money and you don't know what to do, you got to turn around, give him a big fuck you and say listen bitch i need money too if you're broke like us put your hands up if you're riding the bus put your hands up considering prostitution holla what what so how many of you have had to go to the extreme of stealing toilet paper from the coffee bean you can't afford tampons because you're overdrawn you're not gonna make rent so you have to ask your mom and how many of you know what we're going through Twenty-something and never got a degree And are attempting to make a career Out of musical comedy Actually, dude, I think that's just us. Right. If your credit card's a max, put your hands up If you need some fucking cash, put your hands up If you pawned your roommate's porn, holla what what Mucho gusto, it's Kali and Dania. And what broker than broke can be a financial situation's getting out of control. And if you don't comprende, here it is in español. Aunque voy a trabajar, dinero tengo ay, yo. Ay, ay. Solo le robo su dinero a la güera a mi lado. Es tan estúpida que ni cuenta. Se da también el robo el dinero a su mamá. Si sí, es muy loco, this life that we lead. Scraping your pipe for resin cause you can't buy weed. Now you're working nine to five so you can barely survive. While you're rolling in the bends, it's a Ford Focus I drive and Every time I turn on the TV, it's another reality celebrity. Kardashians, housewives, and Jersey Shore. Making shit tons of money for being stupid whores. They've all got herpes. We're broke. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's really fucking hot outside here in Los Angeles. Uh, I, you know, and I'm like a Southern California girl. I've been here my whole life and heat doesn't scare me necessarily. But this is the second time in about five weeks that it's been hor- like you can't even breathe. It's so hot here in L.A. And it's May. It's the middle of fucking May, and it's like that. And, uh, uh, you know, all the science and, and all of the argument about the climate change and, and all of the warning and Al Gore's thing and the TED Talk and all, all of that, yes, have been telling us about the, all of this. And then, but I think it was this really the second heat wave here that made me think, oh, fuck, we're all going to die very quickly. Yeah, I thought I would start the show on that really cheery note. Uh, anyway, uh, miss you guys. Haven't been around in a long time. Been busy, as you know. And, uh, you know, things are busy here. It's May. Uh, it's May. I, I can't even fathom that, really. It's May. It's May. That means it means it's almost half the year is almost over. I That scares me. Um, I, I, I want to warn all of you younger people out there that as you get older... Uh, the years go by really, really quickly because they become a smaller percentage of your whole life. So uh, a year now is one fiftieth of my life. 
Okay, that's just a fucked up statement in general. Uh, and now it's like one fiftieth is just it's it's nothing. It's a fucking flash. So uh, so here we are. <clears throat> now, uh, of course, I've missed you all and uh, haven't been around this year a lot. I I know that, and I apologize. So I I was you know the, done a couple shows this year. Um, been busy, and I've been telling you every time I do a show, ah, yeah, I've been really busy writing the book, so I don't really have time to write an essay for the show. And I know that I used to do essays every week. So I didn't really write an essay, but I kind of did, but I wrote something down. So, uh, you know, uh, I think I'm just going to do that right now. So here it goes. So it's May 15th. It is the fifth month, and I realize only the fifth show of the year. How can that be? Well, I've been busy unburying memories and moments and fashioning them into a book. I have almost 200 pages written. So my time away here has not been wasted, but I have missed you. And I've missed this. I've missed having a place to land every week to speak up and out and to all of you out there. I've missed writing these essays, my essays for the show. That writing fed me every single week, gave me a place to stand and to look out to the world, assess what was real to me and what was not and what mattered. I would sit down and just let it flow. Over the last three years, this space, this podcast, has been the place that has given me permission to hear myself think out loud, to find out what I know, what I don't know, but most importantly, who I am. I discovered Kelly here. I went to a memorial last night for a high school friend and confronted with faces and stories from 35 years ago. The 15-year-old version of myself came up from the depths of my psyche. The present day me watched and witnessed as this anxiety, shame, fear, and loneliness took over my body. I knew I was a lost child 35 years ago, but seeing her in sharp contrast to who I have become, I realized how truly very, very lost she was. I know many of you know what I mean. I mean, there was that time in your life when there was very little of you occupying your body. Instead, there were urges and hopes and fears and needs and and giving away large chunks of your true self in, in hopes of being loved. Please love me. I will take this part of me, my boldness, my intelligence, my sexuality. I will hide it if it makes you feel more comfortable. But in exchange, you must love me. I gave away love for so long. I kept giving it away. I mean, it was just so easy. It is what we are taught from day one. There is an exchange. Be lovable so as not to be abandoned. Be pretty so as not to be alone. Be smart and ambitious so as not to be left out in the cold. Tit for tat. In our families, in our media, in the marketplace, tit for tat. But here, in this quiet corner of podcasting, there is no such exchange. There's no commerce. There's no contract. There's no ratings. There's just my heart, my soul, my voice meeting you, your heart, your soul, your voice in a space beyond As Rumi, the 13th century Persian poet, always says it best, out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there.
all the servers out there, all right? You working for them tips, but you ain't getting no respect. Well, let me show you how we service people up in here. Worked a motherfucking double shift yesterday. Now, as soon as I arrive, the manager starts tripping. So I pull out my shit and juice and start sipping. He hands me some plates and says, Take these to the kitchen. The table five wants risotto and the rosemary chicken. Motherfucking rosemary chicken. chicken. So I slide up to the table, say, Yo, my name is D. Whatever you want, you're gonna have to go through me. It takes a couple of seconds, but then they realize that this Hawaiian shirt ain't. That was a uh, gangster, gangster. <laughs> I am so white and middle aged. So white, right so gangster, gangster, gangster. waitress. <laughs> 
by uh, Carly and Donnie. Uh, by the way, if you want to see the actual video of the audio we just played, it's up on Funny or Die. And if you go to funnyordie.com forward slash Carly and Donnie, uh, or just, you know, do the fucking Google thing with the gangsta waitress thing. <laughs> It'll come up on the funny or www.gangstawaitress.com. Oh, look at this fancy <laughs> poop. My dad did that. <laughs> Wait, what's on well it? Well done, dad. <laughs> what's on it? It goes to our website with the video. Oh, good. It just goes right to it. I thought it was just its own website. Was there anything <laughs> on it? Just, <laughs> just a picture just of us. Just go there. <laughs> no, it's the video. <laughs> So I have uh, Carly and Donnie here today, uh, sitting here in the studio. They are responsible for this fabulous video and many, many other fabulous songs and such. And uh, I, it's, it's, I don't know, it's been a couple of years I kept threatening that you guys should come on my show. You should come on I my know. show. Well, finally we have like something to talk about well, with our career on the show. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, know. no, it's kind of now a big... Now we're actually doing something kind of worth talking about. Yeah, so. yeah, no, but it's a big moment. You, well, you've always done everything, something <laughs> worth talking about. <laughs> but Whenever we do a uh, Mark Says yeah. Hi, you know, Mark Siemens <laughs> oh, show in New York. Yeah, yeah. So, so nice. nice. So, so he's like, what's going on? We're like, well... Well, uh, we're still broke. We're still broke. Uh, we're still uh, Carly's on her period. Yeah. <laughs> we got a fight on the way here. The end. Pretty yeah. much normal day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and I love the way uh, I was uh, doing a little research because that's what I do because I'm a professional. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. As you should. Uh, and I love the way LA Weekly described you. So, so just audience out there, just so you know, Carly and Donnie are a comedy musical duo. Uh, think uh, Smothers Brothers, but women. Uh, but I love the LA Weekly description. <laughs> and much younger. Yes. And, and one's gay. The, uh, yes, and exactly. one's a lesbian. Right. So, LA almost. Weekly says, uh, uh, comedy duo, but where one's gay, the other's straight. Imagine the possibilities. Two views on the perks of female versus male genitalia. Two views on dressing to attract. Mm-hmm. And two mm-hmm. views on camel toes. Yep. Which uh, we will get to later in the show because they will uh, end the show with them singing live uh, probably the Camel Toe song. So um, so I like to start from the beginning. So how did you girls meet? We met in 2005 at Los Angeles Community College Theater Academy. Uh-huh. And uh, it was horrible. We no, wait, went... no, LACC, is that the one in West L.A.? Or... No, no, it's in East L.A. Like it's one off of Vermont. Oh, downtown. Down, yeah. Vermont. Yeah. Like Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> um, like real serious L.A. Yeah, like scary. Like serious acting school. When I first moved to a <laughs> serious acting school area. Um, and a lot of gangbangers, so it's a lot of fun. Um, but we, like, we had both just moved to L.A. Neither one of us had lived there before going to school. So mm-hmm. we moved there, you know, that summer, and we started school, and we met because we were in the same class together. But then one day, the first day of school, teacher's calling Roll, and her first name is Carly. My last name is, is Carly. Carly, right. So the teacher's like, Carly, and we both go, here. Because he goes like, Donnie Carly, I'm not paying attention, because like, I don't give a shit. Okay, She's I'm, not paying attention. I'm seeing the Although opening scene name? of the biopic right, right now. Exactly. Right, right. So we're like, here, and then it was like, why are what? you saying here? Why, why are you? Like, Hold what's on. Happening? Yeah. Exactly. And then we really bonded and became close, because we hated it there, <laughs> and it was fucking horrible. Yeah. Now, what did you hate about? 
about it. I mean, it was just so absurd. The oh, classes. So I mean, it was an all day. So you had to get into this theater academy. It's a program, and you had right. to, you had to audition Apply to get in, and it, to get it, in it, audition, yeah, you had to right? audition. It felt very fancy, very important. Right. All my family in Idaho thought I was getting into like the most prestigious. Right. Like, you were who going knows? to the Academy Awards, Ex- exactly. Basically. Yes, and the Academy of the Academy Awards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you get there, and I mean, we spent more time cleaning. We had a three hour class where we basically just were janitors for the school, and we had to clean. What? They were like, you have to pay your dues, but like it was just like we can't afford labor like so, so we're, we're gonna, gonna have you guys clean. i don't mind paying my dues as an actor but i didn't know it involved being a janitor yeah, yeah. like from, you know manual <laughs> labor just <laughs> like sweep and like it was crazy sweeping and taking out garbage and moving like heavy props like we had to go into the prop room and it was crazy like the stuff they had us doing <laughs> and we had to take like mime we class really, yeah. we took mime class and we had like to take like a gymnastics class and we had to learn to like fake use the ladder and fake walk yeah with the rope that's and yeah that, that's definitely yeah. like theater school but stuff. we like yeah. I mean, neither it, of us are very good students. Right. I mean, We're not, in the uh, yeah. sense of like, yeah. And so we, they wouldn't let us be partners in gym. Like, we didn't even know each other that well, but they were like, you guys are not allowed to be partners. And we were very bad. And then we all cheated on a test together. We, t- we all <laughs> cheated. Like, like so seven intensely. of us, eight of us, a, g- a good amount of people. And we all cheated together on our final. Uh-huh. None of us, no one in that program. Whatever. Most of the people there were drug addicts. I'd never experienced like cocaine in my life. There was life. a homeless person in one of our classes. <laughs> That's real. We talk about it in our oh, show. Oh, yeah. There was a homeless person in one wow. of our classes. It was just very very ghetto, very... But they caught us. She, they called us all into the principal's office right. one by one, and uh-huh. everyone's like going in, and they're calling everyone in, and they're like, everyone's like, "This is crazy." They totally called us out, like we're denying it, but whatever. And so they called me in last, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like this is it, you know? <laughs> and they call me, and they're like, "Carly, we have some really bad news." They were like, "Everyone cheated off of your test," <laughs> and I was like, "No, that is so upsetting." Oh. So you carry some sort of image of the good girl. Clearly, Even I really feel like I don't put. She organized there, but... the entire thing. She was the one, like, at the beginning of the train of mm-hmm, passing down the mm-hmm, answers. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, from the outside, she something looked like was the innocent uh, yeah. victim here. Yeah. yeah. So The victim. And so... I had the highest grade in the class. <laughs> you well, clearly. Because she had all the answers. You were the one holding the answers, so that's why. <laughs> wow. But, so, yeah. So you, so you met there, you hated it, and how long did you both last? A semester. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, you really got out of there quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, what, what, yeah. what was that phone call like back to home? So, mm-hmm. hey, you know that thing I auditioned for and I moved to L.A. for? Guess what? <laughs> Well, yeah. I didn't tell my grandmother at the time. Mm-hmm. She didn't she, want to drop out because she was so I, scared of her I grandma. I stayed <laughs> a little bit. Carly dropped out at the end of that semester on mm-hmm. Christmas. She was done. And she kept trying to get me to quit with her. And I was like, my grandmother is paying for my school. She's paying to help me. Like, mo- she helped me move right. to L.A. Like, right. I can't just quit. She really thinks this is, like, a legitimate thing and that this is going to help me in my life and my career. Like, I can't just quit and tell her that. She'll be so upset with me and probably cut me off. Right. So I just said I was going to school, and I wasn't. Yeah, I was like, just lie to her. She's and in then Idaho. Once, so then once, you know, that full year was over, then uh-huh. I was like, you know, I don't think I'm going to return or go back. It just wasn't for me. Right. But I finished the year. There you go. Yeah. In, her in her eyes. Mind, right. You, you you made an effort, right. as exactly. they say. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And I don't think my parents cared, because that was like my fourth time dropping out of college at some point. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, she was, yeah. <laughs> they were like, they were like yeah. whatever. Uh, at least we didn't have to pay for this. Yeah, class. exactly. Serial <laughs> dropout. Yeah. <laughs> I did take costume crafts and stage makeup like three times, and that's about it. She's she really good with stage makeup. I am, I and I can sew. So very, I do old age makeup like nobody's. Ooh. Well, it's very mediocre. <laughs> it's really. It, it depends. 
ahead. So you did one year. You did really good. Old I did. She was a sexy grandma for Halloween, and I did her old lady. Really, I was just a grandma. There was no sexiness <laughs> at all. Well, they gave you like big boobs, but no. they were like saggy. They were saggy. <laughs> well, yeah, if you're a grandma, yeah, they exactly. saggy. Yeah. So boobs. really, I was just a grandma, and, and I was be like, a sexy like, grandma. No. Is there is there a woman right now who's sexy grandma material? I'm thinking. Well, yeah, because I mean, grandma like is really like 50. I mean, at 50, you could be a grandma technically. Yeah. If you had your kid at 20, 25, right? So, you know, I mean, I mean, in Arkansas, you could be a grandma at 40. We know that. Yeah. Yeah. There are grandmas in there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So So, I guess there are technically sexy grandmas. I'm sure. Helen Mirren's hot. Oh, yeah. Helen Mirren's a sexy grandma. I mean, I don't know if she's a, I mean, she's grandma age, definitely. I don't know if she has grandchildren. I I don't know. I don't even, I don't know nothing. I know nothing about this woman's personal life. But she is attractive. She is. I love her. And she's fabulous. Yeah. She's just all around fabulous. <laughs> Helen Mirren. Uh, Helen Mirren. Ah. So, um, so you, so you became friends. You dropped out, and so you were just having odd jobs. You were just. Did you? Did you? Yeah. Did you always? Sit, did you always write music separately? Did you? Did, were you into this stuff before? Or? Yeah. Okay. That's good questions. Yeah. Um, good questions. Thank you. We were, I was, I grew up on comedy. Like, okay. loved comedy, grew up on comedy, Saturday Night Live, you know, Mad TV. I would tape them. I would tape every episode. So you wanted to be, like, in sketch comedy. Like, that was kind of your idea? I really, I don't know. I wanted to, I definitely wanted to, I loved, yeah, I don't know, sketch SNL-ish something. By the way, this I, is Donnie speaking. This is Donnie, so the, Donnie the lesbian. It usually is. The lower <laughs> voice is the lesbian. Hello. Um... You know, like, I was always, yeah, I definitely knew I always wanted to be involved. Like, mm-hmm. performing, being funny, making people laugh, then that was always what I wanted to do. Right, for right. Sure. And, and, yeah, uh, I was not into, like, adult humor. I was really into, like, Nickelodeon. Uh-huh. Like, uh, all that was, like, my favorite show. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, Disney Channel, like, a lot of that. I emailed the president of Nickelodeon in, like, sixth grade, seventh grade maybe wow. even. Like, none of my other friends, they were like, you're still watching Nickelodeon. And I was like, yeah, and I'm emailing the She's president to get us a show. Because, <laughs> because the people in those shows were – were yeah, your like, age and, and a little older. People made me I feel mean, bad about it. I'm like, what? yeah, Rugrats is the shit. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, that's you know? very true. Yeah. Rugrats was amazing. So, Absolutely. I mean, I like those shows. So, yeah, I emailed him. was like, I've got friends and, like, I have an idea. We should make a show. He never got back to me. Oh. But, uh, that's so sweet. But, yeah. Even that you then, did that. Even then, you're trying to hustle. Even then, hustle. I'm even still then. the hustler, you know. Even then, you were pitching and people. people weren't calling you back. Yeah. yeah. Nothing's <laughs> changed. That. Nothing has changed. So I grabbed onto this one. I was like, yeah, you do all the work. Just... So Rugrats is an early influence for you. All that. The Simpsons. And all that. The yeah. Simpsons. For you, the Simpsons. The Simpsons for Saturday me. Saturday Night Live, like... you said. And, and do you know what? Like Mork and Mindy. Uh-huh. Uh, Nick at Night. You like Nick at Night was like my uh-huh. Bewitched, I Dream of Jeannie. Um, oh, you know, so the stuff shows. that I grew up on. I mean, Rhonda? when I was a kid, I was, yeah. Rhonda. I was, you know, growing up. I mean, Bewitched and I Dream of Jeannie was like my afternoon <laughs> TV stuff. That stuff was already right. in rerun for me. Yeah, so as a kid, so that was like influential for me too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's crazy because Nick at Night now is like stuff that from the nineties. Yeah, I'm like, I know it's, I know it's very. Yeah. It makes me feel very old. It makes me feel. Old. I feel very right. Yeah. 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 We're allowed to cuss, right? Is that okay? oh yeah? It's okay. a podcast. There's you yeah. like it's fucking hot. Oh, There's yeah. absolutely nobody monitoring us. Well. There's somebody the man. always monitoring us, but beyond that, no, nobody gives a okay. shit. Okay. Um, but did you guys have any uh, besides TV? Was there like any particular people mm-hmm. or women who mm-hmm. you were like, like for me? I remember 
we'll talk about Lily later, but, you know, on um, Laugh-In, you know, Lily Tomlin doing Edith Ann. I right. mean, that for me was like, oh, <laughs> I that's what I, I want to be like her yeah. when I grow up. Right. Yeah. Thing that, and her and Carol Burnett, too. Mm -hmm. And Lucille Ball, for sure. You yeah. Know. Oh, Lucy. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Lucy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? I oh, mean. Oh, my God. I, I love Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> that was on oh, the so cliche. I know. I do, but she's, I mean, one of, for sure. Like, I grew up idolizing her. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, Lily, actually. Lily mm -hmm. Tomlin. My mom and my grandmother loved Lily So Tomlin. you knew who she was. Oh, yeah. Up. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I grew up watching Big Business. Like, mm -hmm. I loved Lily. Mm -hmm. And um, who else? Lily. I mean, she loves Robin Williams. Robin Williams, Williams was, uh -huh. like, my Mrs. I Delphire love Robin Williams, hook. too. Oh, yeah. I I was like had a crush on him when I was in like first or second grade. Everyone was like Brad Pitt so hot. I was like Robin Williams. <laughs> like and I, I don't know. It made sense it's at the time. So I was like he's no he. I mean Mrs. Doubtfire was like classic. well and Hook and Hook. I yeah. mean everything and Ferngully and Ferngully. Like, I mean, the list I mean, goes on. The genie from Aladdin. Jumanji. I mean, Jumanji. <laughs> like what? Okay. No, Who Jim has Carrey, credits like that? Jim Carrey. Uh huh. Loved um loved Jim Carrey when I was growing up and like French and Saunders are really big influences. Oh. Lot we like French and Saunders is. Yeah. My, that's okay. like my absolute truly. That's yeah. We love them. Stunning. They're a huge stunning work for us. that they yeah. do. They're, stunning, stunning. Love yeah. them. They're yeah. amazing. <laughs> French and Saunders by far right now for me is where I'm at in my life. Like uh -huh. they're my number one favorite of all very time. Very cool. Very, very cool. So um so you had these influences, you met and how did the how did the this duet duo things start how did i mean what what was we, the first thing you guys did together we got really drunk and when we dropped out i moved in with donnie okay so we didn't know each other that long we hadn't no we hadn't known each other that long we'd only known each other for you know a few months mm -hmm. and uh we both thought you know the other one was a little like we really yeah i thought she was like this slutty like kind of crazy boy crazy girl which you were and donnie was like a very angry angry lesbian who like wrote poetry and listened to like bad punk rock music i was a little music. emo <laughs> but i wasn't she's gonna make it sound really bad. <laughs> it was really bad <laughs> uh, but yeah, so when we were there, I played guitar in a high school band, like mm -hmm. very like just you have to play an instrument. Band. It was last seventy nine <laughs> right? under our, under your blue sheets was our hit single. So <laughs> it's like whatever. Uh, but so I knew how to play, and uh -huh. so she was like, "You should play, and I'll sing." And so because I would write poetry and was really into emo rock, so right. I was like, "Fucking play some chords. I'll sing my heart out. I'll write my poetry lyrics, and I'll take <laughs> so it." So it was and I'll very sing. dark and emotional. Yeah, like, and we that wrote. Was, we wrote like oh, okay. serious songs. We and we performed. I worked at a coffee shop in Santa Monica at the Talking Stick and we would oh, perform I know Talking yeah. Stick. Yeah. So they used to be on Ocean Park. Uh-huh. And we would perform I'd be making coffee and then they'd be like, Carly and Donnie, we'd they go do it. They had an we open mic night. My dad recorded yeah, it. They do they had an open mic night like every Wednesday. <laughs> right. So right. we would go and play our songs, which one was called Honest Liars. Mm -hmm. I came up with that title. Very nice. Well um, done. Wordplay. Very you. good. Uh -huh. Um and the other one, what was the other one called? Standing outside your window. Oh, standing outside your yeah. window, I think was the other one. Oh, I don't know. A little stalkerish. Yeah. That does oh, that is really creepy, actually. No one was like screaming your name. Yeah. There you go. You're more stalkerish. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I was just standing there and play guitar. <laughs> so, anyways, we wrote those, and then we, she had a bikini wax, and we were drawn. Adam and Steve was first. Or, yeah, Adam and Steve. Adam that's and Steve true. is the first song we ever wrote, and it, it, the song is called "It's Adam and Eve, Not Adam and Steve." Uh -huh. And we were basically just like, let's spoof a Christian girl duo and oh, write nice. like an anti-gay Christian song. 
And we, that was, I don't know why we even thought of that. We have it on a video. We, she used to have a video camera, so we'd record everything. So we just recorded ourselves. And uh, the group were making it up, that song. Making it yeah, up. yeah uh-huh. and the group was called The Disciples, like our spoof uh-huh. Christian nice. band girl. And we actually did like a little video. That's right. Yeah. Did you I have like little outfits, little Christian Yeah. Outfits. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had like yeah. shirts she that were like. She had like a long, long dress, and I was an in-the-closet lesbian. <laughs> so I looked like a lesbian, <laughs> but I was straight. And like anti-gay. <laughs> Um, nice. But yeah, when we did, so we got drunk and wrote Bikini Wax, and then uh, I was wearing white leggings one day and like flashed Donnie, because I had a dress, and she was like, you have the craziest camel toe, and we were like, we should write a song about it. And uh, my mom wow. came out to visit, and we were like, oh, you want to hear our songs? And my mom was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then we played them, and she was like, those are really good. And so she called me one day and was like, on Craigslist, like, there's an open mic at the comedy store. You guys should go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what she would we tell do? Me. I like that your mom's, like, you know, hunting down gigs oh, for oh, you. If I'm bad, she's, like, insane. <laughs> like, she will find you. She got me into col- college. Like, they were not going to accept me. And she was like, I don't give a shit that she didn't take biology. Let her in. <laughs> Cal State Long Beach. Like, that happened. So, yeah, anyway. So she was like, you should go. And I was like, oh. I don't know what would we do and she was like the song right the song you wrote yeah, the funny we were like, song oh, okay so then i called donnie well she didn't tell me uh-huh. <laughs> she didn't tell me about this okay. so then she calls me at work i'm waitressing at fishco in santa monica mm-hmm. okay we're like 22 and we're living that life and she calls me at work and she's like i signed us up at the comedy store on tuesday which is like a day away from that day and I'm like, what are you talking about? For what? And she was like, we're going to do an open mic. We're going to perform. And I was like, what the fuck are we going to perform? What are you talking about? And she was like, we're going to play our songs. And I was like, we just wrote those. Like, what? And I was like, no one's going to get this. Like, I play a flute and bikini wax. We were like, what the? No one's going to. I mean, I didn't think anyone was going to get them either. You right. didn't know. Like, we other didn't than Tenacious have, like, D, it wasn't a thing the way it is now. Right, right. I mean, we right. didn't have, like, an act. It was just, we were, I was like, you had two songs what that you'd we're going to do. We had three. Three songs. So we would be like, now we're a Christian girl band. Okay. And like, <laughs> on like a beanie oh, and yeah. like I took off my jacket and I had like Jesus rocks <laughs> and I had a beanie that had like a cross or something it said Jesus I don't know it was something. a cross I don't know we stole shit mm-hmm. from a Christian store uh huh because we didn't want to pay for this stuff very very broke. very Christian yeah. of you. I know very godly but we went to like a Christian family bookstore and we were like trying to get paraphernalia right to use for this and we like stole a necklace and a bunch of stuff because we were like we're not paying for you're this you're going shit. to hell girls you were going to clearly. hell clearly clearly <laughs> well we, we knew that already yeah. so that's where the part so yeah, so yeah, and then we performed, and they really liked us, and they kept inviting us back every week. Crazy Cindy show. I don't uh, know if you ever went no, to I'm, it. No, I'm not. I, I don't do comedy clubs, so. Okay. Is well. it in the little? Is it in the belly room? It was it in, was the, belly in the belly room. Uh-huh. You had to bring like because 10 the people. women are always in the belly room. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, and if you didn't have like all your guests, you so it was a bring a bring them. Oh, a bringer. Right? It was a bringer. A bringer. Yeah. We yeah. only yeah. did bringers for like a while, and it was yeah. intense. Our poor and friends. Yeah. So 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 you did it the first night. You did these three songs, and they liked it, and they invited you back. What? went through your mind like what what was that like to be like oh shit we're suddenly doing this yeah I don't know I didn't take it seriously for a while like, yeah that's I didn't true. really take it seriously it took me a while to kind of really be like okay I think this is actually like a real this is a thing I need to be take seriously and like this and is focus. legitimate like we could yeah. actually this could go somewhere this is something this is legitimate mm-hmm. but we were excited like our friend went and recorded it and I remember we got like a lot of laughs way more than we thought and we were very no it went really like, well like really well I can't believe right. anyone cares and you know I don't know we mm-hmm. had you know and we were expecting the exact opposite so we went home and watched the video and we were so excited and we kept going back and doing the same shit and they'd be like do you guys have like other songs <laughs> or, you know? and we wouldn't even talk it like, was an I accident didn't even talk. we had the three yeah. songs yeah. what do you mean other songs uh, you know 
and so yeah, and we, we had didn't, no banter. She had no banter. We had no banter. We had no dialogue. We would just go up. We'd be like, "We're Carly and Donnie." She would never speak. She would just, <laughs> she would say, "We're Carly and Donnie, the mute guitar and player." And I was just yeah, who and happened that, to sing. And then that like became a thing. Like people were like, "I love your thing." And she I was, was like, there, like, "I'm I just terrified." Like Penn and Teller. Yeah, like, <laughs> like she was the deadpan, right. and it was, everyone was like, "Love the deadpan." I was like, "She's just terrified." Yeah, I'm so scared. She's trying not to pee in her pants. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but yeah, so we started. So we did the comedy store the way they kept asking us back and then she tried to get us into the laugh factory which remember like we went and waited in line to see if we could get in for like an open mic you had mm-hmm. to be there super early and we didn't end up making like the time cut or whatever right right and we met a really nice guy in line and he gave us a number of a guy who booked at the improv and so we just kind of started networking and we started getting booked at the improv we met skylar stone mm-hmm. and he started booking us and tk Started booking us, started booking who us. at the t- and then became our manager at the time, which mm-hmm. is crazy. And then, uh, and then, yeah. So, so you had the three songs, and then, then did you like start to sit down and go, okay, we need to, yeah, like we need to get more material. We have to write more songs. Yeah, yeah. and that was what we would focus on. Th- what was like what Prince Manboops? Was that the next one? I don't know. It was like she was saying that she didn't take it seriously. She was very much like, we're not like comics. This is just a stupid thing we're doing. And finally it was like, no, like you need to tell people that that's what we do because this isn't going to go anywhere. No, she was getting She got mad at me one day. It was just like, I feel like I'm the one doing everything. Like I'm the one calling. I'm the one setting up shit. Like I'm doing everything and I feel like you don't really care. And I was like. Because that was even before TK. So at that point I was just our manager and would call and be like, Carly, I'm not No, she would, you know, she'd find the clubs. She would try and figure out how we could get in there. She would make the calls, you know, and she would just take charge and. Uh, and she finally was just like, you know, I can't be the only one doing this. Mm-hmm. And I, that was when I finally realized, like, okay, this is actually, like, a thing. And this could go somewhere. And this is something that there's nothing else I'm going to do. So, you know, right. I'm not – I have no other career right. path. I'm the waitress right now. Right. Or, right. And, you know, and it was, like, finally I kind of clicked and decided to really just, like, actually – Put, put invest energy into it and really try and yeah and did it ended into that change the process when you guys sat down to write i mean now it's an official thing and you're gonna write and did, you, did yeah. it feel more pressured or was yeah. it harder easier i think it, i feel like more pressure now to write than i did right but then. at that time when we first started there was a period where it was like no we can just write more songs mm-hmm. and then we like had a desk and an office in our in, Col- in like her room in Culver City, and we're like we're at work, and like we'd make cheese plates we'd like and be smoke like, weed and we'd try, and we're like we're writing, but we're just smoking weed and talking about the Spice Girls, and like and then we would like doubt everything we wrote. Like we wrote, we're broke, and we're like this is fucking terrible. Like no one can hear this, and then really a year later we were like the same song. We're like eh, maybe it's not that bad. That's a great yeah, song. We yeah, around, it's. And- yeah, we went around and around with that one. Mm-hmm. And Friendship Song, we've rewritten the ending so many times. Still well, not And finished. Gangsta Waitress was originally going to be like, pass the ranch, side of French fries. Yeah. <laughs> like, so bad. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank God we changed that one. Well, no, and then what really, I mean, what the major thing that helped us with our writing was Rocco. Meaning mm-hmm. our manager, Rocco Urbisi. Mm-hmm. Um, he happened to be at this show that we were doing. He was just there for a friend, like, doing a favor. His friend was like, I did this show. Like, just come and watch. And Rock was like, okay, it's in the valley. I'll come and check it out. The fucking valley. Yeah. It was, like, the worst show. Ever. The longest show. So bad. There was, like, 20-something comics. It was Oy. insane. It was, it was Showtime was Oy. trying to do, like, an eco-friendly show and trying to get a, something made. And they had all these comics. It was horrible. And our manager at the time knew who Rocco was and talked to him and mm-hmm. was like, you know, I don't know if you saw the girls. And he had seen us, fortunately. And he was like, yeah, you know, like something there. I can see it. He was like, you know, we'll have a little lunch meeting, set it up. And we'll. S-. he was like, I'm, I'm not saying I don't want to. I don't. He was like, I don't want to do anything with you. I just would like to meet them. Mm-hmm. And so we met with him at the coffee bean in Santa Monica. 
And he was, you know, talked to us a little bit about his history and what he's done. And he gave us a reference, the Smothers Brothers. And was uh-huh. like, I want you guys to watch that. And mm-hmm. so we did. And the next week we went back and met with him again. And we told him that we'd watched it. And he was like, that's when I knew I wanted to work with you guys. Mm-hmm. So we started meeting with him once a week right. at the Coffee Bean in, on Wilshire in Santa Monica. And he helped, basically, he was like, you guys got to have dialogue. You have to have banter. You have to talk. You know? <laughs> he was like, you can't just You can't just you know, The first show he came to of ours, he was like, Okay, I'm gonna come to one of your shows, but you need to do banter. And we had never done banter. No, and we're like uh-huh. in the car ride on the way there, and we're like writing this banter. Like we had tried to write it the day before, but it was kind like kind of. Eh. Uh-huh. And so we're like, it was something about leggings and like American Apparel and something. Honestly, but what we came up with wasn't terrible, considering we literally like made it just up in made the car it up on yeah. the way there. No, yeah. it was good, and we went up and did it, and everyone liked it. And we were like, oh. Okay. And he afterwards was like, I really like the banter. I appreciate that you listened to me. And he was like, let's right. let's you know let's really start working and trying to develop this act. Uh-huh. And so he. He helped us. He was like, we'll start with half an hour. Mm-hmm. And so, because we were like, we have no idea. He was like, just, you know, build around the songs. Yeah. And he helped He helped give us format and structure. I mean, I don't, yeah. you know, I don't know where the fuck we'd be if we hadn't met him with writing and yeah, with so, life in general. So there was like, there was now, uh, a de- there were now like deadlines. There was structure, like you said. Exactly. There was discipline. Yeah. You and had to be accountable to someone. Right. No, and I mean, in the pressure, because when we met him and knowing, you know, his history and what he's done, there was so much pressure to, right. to be like, we don't want to fuck this up and we want to like we don't want to lose him yeah yeah and we don't want to like we we want to impress him and let him know that like this is important to us we will do anything it takes like we're willing to work we're willing to do whatever we have to do to be successful at this yeah and and i think the the great note here and and it's something we talk about i talk about a lot here on the show is i talk a lot about creative process Mm -hmm. and you know so what you guys are saying it's just it's just such proof in the pudding of you know if you have a deadline or accountability mm-hmm. and some sort of mm-hmm. structure yeah. to show up, it's amazing how the creative process will show up for you and rise to the occasion. Yeah. You know, that <laughs> even actually, when you're not. Yes. <laughs> but, even when you're like, the no. pressure itself creates yeah. some sort of space that something's gonna happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna occur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's 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 really that's a very that's a very cool story, you know, to, to be able to have someone who says you know, I, I'm on board, but you know, only if you're on board yeah. and, and here's what it kind of looks like. And, and so, and, and I, and I love that too. You know, what you guys, what I'm hearing and what you learned was that you had songs, but it's like, it can be really overwhelming when you're trying to like, what do we do with this and right. how do we connect it? Yeah. But it really is like these really small little building blocks. Mm-hmm. Like you have this and then you have that and then you right. add that little piece right. and then, like before you yeah. know it, you have a half hour right. yeah. with exactly. songs and banter yeah. going on. Yeah, know? like a show, like, a, yeah. like an act, a well, show. I don't even think we would have thought, it wasn't even like we didn't want to write banter. The right. thought didn't even cross our mind, right. you know, like, right. oh, turn this into a whole show. Like, what well, does I, that well, mean? I, I don't think it wasn't, it wasn't so much that it didn't cross our minds. We just literally had no idea. Had no idea how to do what, it. How the fuck to do it. I mean, that. for me, or like, I didn't even we know the talk word about banter. Or what we're, like, what are we going right. to, we had right. no idea, you know. And he was the one, Rocco was the one that was like, you know, the relationship. Yes. This is your act. It's yeah. your guys' relationships. Your songs are great and they're funny, but the real, like, intrigue and, and yeah. the real story here is you guys and your relationship, and that's what you need to talk about. And that, I mean, and that's what we were doing with the songs, just singing about everyday random shit that we experienced. Right. But taking that and expanding it into, you know, dialogue and a format. And Well, and that's the thing, too. I mean, you know, if you watch, when you watch the Smothers Brothers, their banter is all about the tension in this right. brotherly yeah. relationship. Right. You know? <laughs> 
there's like, you know I've the goofy the goofy one who's quite you know quite can't get his shit together the spaced out one right. and then there's the one who's kind of anal and has his shit together and you know ironically it was actually the opposite right. in the real world right. <laughs> which is what Rocco thinks our show is too yeah. so and I don't think so but I do I don't think so because I'm the airhead on stage but in real life I'm but, much but more organized but I feel like we do that it doesn't matter anyway. but see this even this right now <laughs> like, it's like we this, do it we this do. is this is what comes out on stage yeah. and it's so great because you guys <laughs> clearly get along you have this amazing creative synergy with the, the the songwriting and the comedy but you also have this little bit of a rivalry opinion about each other <laughs> yeah. that creates enough of a spark and an energy that it's it's kind of in fun but it's also kind of like yeah but this is my territory but this is my territory yeah and that's you know that makes it for like an audience member when I've seen you guys it's like that makes it very alive on stage because there's well, thank you. very is a lot of that's there's nice. truth in the moment you know maybe you're doing banter and you've written it but it's based on something that truth, you guys yeah. have run up against each other in the relationship <laughs> yes. before very very yes. true yeah very yeah which is, I think like 90% of our show is based on if I mean, not like all of it I mean there's incidences that didn't happen but right right the right. overall Most theme is all real it's all legitimate <laughs> and very real and based off actual yeah. we didn't work at Chuck E. Cheese but, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't work but Chuck E. Cheese is a funny thing to say yes. so you have to put it in there. exactly <laughs> and we worked at a lot of other places so yes you it's did. like we worked at Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> So, so you guys are at an interesting time. So you've done this video, uh, which uh, you uh, people out there must go check it out. Uh, it's incredibly well produced and well shot. I mean, it looks like yes. a gazillion dollar video. Yeah. I don't know. They did an amazing how job. Rocco did that, <laughs> uh, and uh, it's fabulous. And uh, for us people who recognize Lily Tomlin and Richard Lewis right away, we know what's going on. And th- but that end scene. I mean. The end scene with them is like a, lo- a lovely little gem at the end. Yeah. But getting to see you guys um, play in those two different locations and that crazy house you shot at. <laughs> oh, my God. But it was so fun for me because I remember when Rocco met you guys and he told me about you. And it's like, I have this girls and they're doing this thing and da, 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 da. And I want you to see him and hear them. And I think he played me one of the songs or something. And it was like, wow, they're these these this is funny this is clever and funny and i i, I got it and, and that must have been yeah. four years ago i, I think don't know when, been, when was that i think we've been with him almost five years five now. years yeah. so yeah and uh and then to see this video and to see kind of the fruition of all the work together and come together and it you know this is like the real deal and you guys are getting lots of hits on funny or die and which is cool it's yeah. very cool <laughs> it's very cool and it's a nice culmination and i know you guys been t- you've been touring you did like a tour a college tour yeah we've been doing college tours for like am i telling you too much yeah okay. she, well, she never whenever we do interviews oh, she answers every that's question not even it's real. Real. and i look at you I, then yeah. I, so you've been doing college it tours i apologize <laughs> go back and listen all you have to do is just tell me I just, just did. I was like, let me answer. You just looked at me. You know, I said, let me answer. I know. I knew. Every I time, cute. I'm like, I you got it. Like, it's okay. <laughs> so, Even Rocco said that once. So, it wasn't so, just me. He agreed. Oh. Oh. He was on my You're side. You're in so much trouble, <laughs> he, No, to you. You were there. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the last 15 minutes of the show, we will be doing group <laughs> therapy. Yeah. Uh, we do that every day. <laughs> Yesterday, we were like crying at a, oh, holding elbows at Earth Cafe in Santa Monica. Well, Earth Cafe. I mean, yeah. I mean, what the fuck? That yeah, place. Right? <laughs> it was so fucking hot. I was like, I hate it here so much. And the beautiful people outside. Oh, God. They're all so right. beautiful outside. I know. That place is so stupid. Oh, that place drives me crazy. But they have good oh. food. They ha- yeah, I haven't yeah, eaten there in a long time. Mm-hmm. So, how was your college tour, Carly? 
Thank you, Kelly. Um, it was good. We had so much fun. No, it was um, it was cool. We did it for since August, right? And then we left for like two months and come back, and then we go out for a week and come back for a few days and like that on and off. So it's definitely exhausting. Yeah. How um, many dates did you would you do at a time? Would you go out and do? It just like depended, right? Like sometimes we would do. You well, know, I mean, five, we, we were ten. gone for two months. For two oh, months, yeah, two you months. Were, so, you were gone for two months. Yeah, we, we were, were gone, gone straight for two months. For two months. Oh my god! We, yeah. So it was like you a were lot. on the road. Yes. We were oh yeah. On the motherfucking road, dude. Like, and the thing is, we share a hotel room, and you know, then we just drive. And, and then you're on the part. stage together. And then we're on the stage together. I mean, we literally don't. I mean, it's kind Did of you like, amazing how well we do manage to like, get along because we don't have a break from each other for like two know. months straight. Would you like we lock yourself in the bathroom <laughs> for privacy for an hour? Yeah, no. Wow. It's like I go to the gym. She'll like randomly go get a cocktail. But like other than that. Wow. I'll just drink. Gym, drink. I can just drink and lay down. No, and we even have to sleep in the same bed sometimes, which I mean. Well, and again, the other thing too is we lived together for seven years. So And you don't live together now? Now, no. Right. But we lived together from 20 to 20. So, okay. so that right there makes us very comfortable being right. around each other. Yeah, yeah like you, we're like you farted in naked. front of oh, each we other all the time. <laughs> I was telling her, I was like, if our if our boyfriend and girlfriend could see us on the road, right. they would never be with us. Oh no, they would and be the worst thing is so disgusted by how gross we are together. It's terrible. She and we is, go on the road and we will like be like in the mode of like I can fart and do whatever the fuck I want because I'm just with Donnie. Right, and then we're gone for two months. Then we go home and you're like all of a sudden you'll be like fart. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm not with Donnie. I'm with my boyfriend. Well, here's the good news. Um, At some point with your boyfriend, you do get to fart in front of him. That means you're probably close to getting engaged. If you really want to know if your relationship—that's the the progress of a relationship. Yes, if you really want to know if unconditional love exists in the relationship, (laughs) farting will happen. Oh my god! I mean, farting. If he loves you, he'll fart in front of you. This is true. This is true. My husband and I have a very good farting relationship. (laughs) (laughs) We've been together twenty years. Farting happens. Farting happily. Like, oh. And yes, farting happens and farting happily ever after. I was just going to say that. <laughs> so, um, so you, but, and you guys, you have a one, you have a one, you have a two person show you do, which is like a traveling show. So you would do that at colleges. Mm-hmm. You would just do the whole. Our, our hour show. Your hour yeah. show. Yeah. And how were the audiences out there? Uh, you know, it just depends. <laughs> it's so hit or miss. Yeah, to show to show. So yeah. depending Honestly, well, on a city be, or a, a region, no, it was, or it was more of like just depending on the preparation the school did. Yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, like a lot of schools. Like preparation production wise? Preparation and like promoting. Promoting wise. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a lot of the schools and we're very grateful to do college tours and I'm not trying in any way to say anything negative. Just some schools are not as, yeah, pr- you know, they don't, they're not as organized and they right. don't promote They're students much. organizing these things, yeah. people. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, so we'll. They don't know what they're doing. You know, so we'll go out and you know, they're like, oh, sorry. Like there was a graduation happening today so there's two people there and like, we're literally in, two people not, so, that and that was not the worst show and it wasn't the worst it. show it was honestly they and were honestly, into it they were into it the yeah. two people were into it well you know I, I always I think about the two it's not the <laughs> numbers a great that, date night. it's not the numbers in the audience it's the fact that they showed up for the show it's like you showed up yeah. you get the show exactly you're welcome <laughs> well, that's right exactly <laughs> so wow. it kind of it's, it's weird because sometimes we'll do shows where it's like seven people and we're like oh god and those are great and it's fun because they're really intimate and we'll be able to connect with them more because we're all just like well there's five of us here so whatever let's just have fun with this yeah and and it's and it's interesting that's interesting because sometimes with comedy people don't feel comfortable to relax and laugh unless there's 
a, some sort of a tipping point yeah. in the audience, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. No, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, and that's College the thing students? With, with yeah. such a small audience, it can go the other way, too, yeah. where it's like they're not friends. There's just one person here, one person here, <laughs> one person over here, and it's a 300-seater, and everyone's like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like afraid to laugh. So, and so yeah. we're just And I mean, like, we did a show in Texas where it, we got rained out where we were supposed to go, and mm-hmm. then the next building, the lights went out, so they were like, we're going to put you in the cafeteria, which we've done tons of cafeteria shows, right, so we're like, whatever. Right. This is a giant cafeteria with no, like, center place. Oh, right. So they put us in the corner, <laughs> plug us into the PA system where, like, Kelly Clarkson is playing over oh the entire giant cafeteria awesome. in Texas where, awesome. like, Beautiful. like it was like Texas A&M. Like, people are liberal and people are not. And there's camel toes. And there's camel <laughs> <We're still playing laughs> And there's lesbians. There's a lesbian yeah. singing no, about we're like, vagina. my vagina is eating and it slowly fades out as, like, John Mayer fades up, like, four <laughs> minutes in. They shut us down. <laughs> straight up. And they made us do, they, so they shut us down. Oh, they were like, beautiful. They're like, so sorry. We Because I was like, you guys, you seriously want to put us on the whole loudspeaker? You sure. Because everyone, yeah, we'll like, let you know. I talk about a dildo at one point. Like, we're talking about dildos and buttholes. Like, are you sure? And lesbians. And so, yeah, g- give it, like, one song in. They cut us out. And they're like, can you guys just do, like, an awkward, like, you just sit and play. Can, Acoustic can play thing in the John corner. Mayer? Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Do you guys know any we Katy Perry? We were like, we can do Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just sat in the corner and played, like, two songs. And we're like, let's get the fuck out of here. But, you know, but we do, I mean, we get paid well. You do get paid pretty right. well doing college tours, right. which is, thank God, because yeah. a lot yeah. of the shows, you'd be like, this is insane. And, right, like, and I not would, worth it. Yeah, yeah, no. Right. But, and, but... No matter like wh- how what how it's organized or if there's mm. three people or whatever, we always do have like a pretty good response from like the audience mm-hmm. and yeah, the kids. The great. kids that we met have been amazing and they're so nice and they're so cute and especially the ones who like put on the events, the like yeah. cab groups or whatever they're called. Yeah, are, like, they're so like genuinely nice. like excited. Like mm-hmm. the last few shows, they were like, "Oh my god, we watched all your videos. We can't believe you're here." And we're like, "Cool, <sighs> thanks. We're That's stars. nice." Yeah. <laughs> no, and they like make buttons with our faces oh, or like yeah. dollar bills with our face. I don't know, like yeah. random promotional oh. things. Oh, no, and one girl was like singing the song, like as we were singing it, was singing all of the words. She kind really of. did not know the words. And was she really key. But she was right was, in the front. Well, but she was having a good time. <laughs> she was trying. She was Heart having was a good time. Like, I know all the words. That is true. This is awful. You're hysterical. That is crazy. It sounds cooler like, if we if we say that she knew all the words. Well, she didn't know all the words, but she was trying, and she, she was, was excited. Even the ones yes. that aren't on YouTube, she was like, oh. And loudly, and it was throwing us off, and we tried to like ignore her. Because she was she, right where you are. She was very close. That's, right there. that's awkward. So yeah. she kept, and so literally, I'm getting off key because I yeah. can't fucking hear the guitar, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I want to be like, shut up, stop. But it's so nice. Like that's so nice. And You're no so one's cute. ever done that. Right, right. So we're like, this is amazing. But yeah. shut the fuck up. Oh my yeah. god. I think you have like the bones for your next show. Perhaps. <laughs> we're starting writing on Monday, so yeah. hopefully. Maybe Good. this will be the inspiration. Kelly, take needed. notes Kelly. and send us what you get. <laughs> Kelly, write it for us. If you listen to the podcast, you'll get you'll get the information. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean that was that was kind of my question was, you know, you guys took a lot of life experience uh to pour into this first show and now you've just been working on the show and being in showbiz for five years now. And this is kind of a thing that happens to people in this business is like you get poured into the business and then it becomes your life becomes about the business and you no longer have material to pull. Right. 
you know, to yeah. be like, yeah, 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 no, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, you have to go out I've and kind of yeah. live your life a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, in order no, to. No, Rocco says that all the time, too. He's like, take, you know, this is the best time and these are the real moments. And like, we're like, oh, when the fuck is something going to happen? You know, <laughs> well, I like, told her, I said to her, because like, she's like, when the fuck? And I'm like, well, look, the reality is. Okay, I'm like, the, when the fuck? This one's like, oh, what the fuck are we doing with Who our broke lives? down at Earth Cafe yesterday? <laughs> okay. Not me. Who breaks down all the time? What? Are you serious right now? <laughs> Back me up, Rocco. Rocco? Why did I break down? Because you were upset and mad and PMSing. Oh my God. So I'm thinking the new show, there's going to be this invisible character called Rocco off stage. <laughs> and you're just going to keep pointing to the person. Tell her that she's wrong. That's so not even real. You're so, it, it we got matter. to Earth Cafe and she's like, hello. And I was like, no, and then she angry. starts crying. And she's like, you're being mean and I'm really stressed out. I'm like, I'm really stressed <laughs> out. Been angry. Anywho. <laughs> As you can you can't see. say you don't freak out just as much as I do. No, I definitely can get upset. I'm a human being, but emotional? I would say you're more emotional than the two out of the two of us. <laughs> there's a different types of emotions. I think Rocco would beg there's, to there's many Are words. You there's yeah. many words of emotion. Because there's tears and then there's like anger and intensity. Just oh. because I cry more doesn't mean you don't get more angry. Yes. And thus mm. the dynamic between <laughs> Carly the, and Donnie. The bull dyke and the, <laughs> the bull dyke and the Mexican. <laughs> So, so you guys have been performing. You 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 wrote and then you're performing. What's the difference for you in the in like in your enjoyment in the process? Like, do you like to perform more? Do you like to create more? Do you like to write more? Do you um. like to? <laughs> I feel like if it's a good show, like when we did Zanies in Chicago or something like that, where it's mm-hmm. like a good audience, performing is like, we're so happy and excited. Oh, I love you. Yeah, performing more yeah. than anything is mm-hmm. the, by far. When it's that's the more the fun awkward part, when shows. you're writing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Writing is, I don't know. Writing is fun. It can be fun. But it's, you know, it has gotten to a point now for us where it is work now. It is yeah. a job. You know, it is work. It is not just like you know, we're silly and we're 22 yeah. and our moms are paying rent and we'll, we'll just fuck around and like write. Right. And now it's like, we're going to write a motherfucking song. Like, we are almost 30. We got to get this shit together. Like, yeah. what the fuck's happening? But also it's like work for like for what you. feels like nothing or like us. Like, it's yeah. not like your TV show is going to be on air next week so you got to write something. We'd be like, fuck yeah, we're so excited to stay up all night and write. Yeah. It's yeah. more like. I mean, this is this is a kind of a, a very delicate time because the, the other writing was so innocent and just <clears> kind of pouring out of you and here yeah. it's happening and now... There is this, but at the same time, I mean, you do have now a couple of years under your belt of, you know, something has been moving forward. There, there is, you know, there is a reward here. And the thing about this business is there's a lot of talented people in this town, but the people who stick around and persist Mm -hmm. and show up for their art Mm -hmm. every day and their craft are the people that actually end Mm -hmm. up you know, mm-hmm. with the talent to mm-hmm. succeed. So mm-hmm. I know it's a, it's an awkward time. I mean, I can relate because <clears throat> in doing my show, my solo show, even the last two and a half years, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, okay, fine, whatever, George Carlin, all that fucking crap, uh, push that <laughs> aside. But you don't know. There's no fucking guarantees in this right. business. Yeah. We get that, right. you know? Right. And yet, I, I just, I knew somewhere in my bones that I just needed to keep showing up. Yeah. I didn't know if it was going to have anything to do with the show that I was doing. Right. right. But if I, and same thing with this podcast. If yeah. I kept showing up every week here. Right. And kept showing up for my show and saying yes to opportunities, 
you know, I mm-hmm. knew that this something was going to keep rolling forward. Mm-hmm. And, and it is, it's, there's some, there's trust and faith involved in this time, oh, yeah. you know, and it, and it is kind of scary. <laughs> a lot of trust and faith. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I, I kind of like, I feel like your mom today. No, that's good. No, we Before need this we so came badly. Here, I was like, I want to hear what Kelly has to say so badly. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. I was just oh, like, this so is good. good. And I, I, I just, I'm just wondering too, if there's just, because you guys wrote how many songs do you guys have in your show? Maybe like 10. We have 10 total, not in the show. Right. But. So 10 total. And you've got this show. And the show is solid. I mean, it's a solid hour. It's entertaining. It's funny and everything. There might be some anxiety coming up like, oh, my God, can we do this again? Do I... we have this in us to do another new hour right. or half hour or whatever? I don't that's, know. And it's like, putting also, it out I there. didn't. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I didn't feel that. I'm actually – I'm – I don't feel that like, oh, mm. can we like do it again? Uh-huh. I know we can do it again. It's more of just like having to do it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I totally get that. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I'm like, I know we can do it, but it's like sitting down yeah. and writing and like writing it over and over and yeah. going the process, through that the whole crap. The process. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, I feel like because when we sit down to write the banter, I'm excited and that part, to write a new show because I fucking hate this show. Now. Yeah, I know We've you're done. done. It so many I get times, you're done. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do anything else. I get you're done. Fuck. Definitely. Yeah. So I'm excited. <laughs> But yeah, no, writing the banter, we can like get on a groove and flow and like the three uh-huh. of us will sit down, we'll sit down and it's good and we come up with lots of ideas. I think the songs are what's really hard for us Yeah, now. well, so, writing a song is a very, I mean, it's, it's a song. Yeah, and yeah. I think now we've kind of gotten a little bit, like if you look at Bikini Wax as opposed to like Breakup Song, they're very different. There's like changes melodically yeah, and harmony, yeah. well, you know. Core, like we're better chords. More sophisticated, yeah. more complicated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're yeah. better musicians now. So we can so, play, you know, we can play yes. like more than three chords now. Yeah. So we've got more <laughs> stuff. Yeah, It's like early Beatles versus, Late. you know, yeah, yeah, after exactly, the right. drugs. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you're in the Ravi Shankar We need to take now. drugs apparently. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, <laughs> mushrooms, let's do it. That could be interesting. Oh my God, we'd write a very weird song. Um, <laughs> I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Very serious you people. need to go to Joshua Tree and yeah. do the mushroom yeah. song. And try and write a song. Yes, yeah. exactly. We will not. I know we won't end up writing a song. And if we do, it'll be like, we're in the forest. <laughs> I love you. We'll just cry and like hug a tree. More That's likely if happen. anything was going to We're going to wake up spooning crying. and crying. <laughs> That's what's going to happen if we do mushrooms in the forest. Um, but yeah, I think like uh, for me, something that's hard that I don't think is as hard for Donnie, but I have like kind of a hard time letting go of stuff from the old show that I think is really funny, mm-hmm. even though it's like she's better at like change I'm really bad at moving furniture around as well. I don't know. She doesn't. I'm not, but you're so. Not, so you're more attached to what you Like, have. I'm like, that part is so good, though. Like, I can't let go of it. Right. Because it works. And yeah. it's funny. And, and I feel, feel like that show never, like, it, it feels to me like this show that we have now has never fully gotten the, like, exposure that it deserves. Right. Right. So, like, I'm not ready to, like, let go of it yet because I'm like, but people haven't seen this. It's mm-hmm. like, I, I can totally you, understand that. Absolutely. Well, I can totally understand that. Parts in, like, well, parts. she's talking, like, you know, like, let's do a tour where we sell out a thousand seaters or, yeah, or you know, something great. like that. I mean, right. I, that's what I'm guessing. With this show, exactly. With this show, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I would not want to do that. See, that's where I'd feel mm-hmm. pressure. If they were like, you're going to do, like, the thousand sold out, I'd be like, we're fucking rewriting No, with the good parts of this show, but not rewriting the entire thing. Well, you know, and this is the this is the thing about it too. I mean, this is kind of where a whole new learning curve comes in because I mean, I'm facing this with my show right now. Right. I took my show to New York in October. I was part of a festival. I got part of uh, accepted into a solo festival, oh, yeah, and that yeah, was a big right, yeah. deal for me. It was, yeah, that's really cool. And it was cool. four shows over nine days, and 
It was at the Cherry Lane Theater. It was in the village. I mean, there was a lot of things about it that were like dream come true for me. That's awesome. You know, I got to go, Bob and I sublet an apartment on the Upper West Side That's and cool. got on the subway to go down to the village <laughs> to do my show. That's you know, so I mean, I so felt cool. like my dad. That's I was like reliving my yeah, dad's kind of thing. So, so I was like, oh my God, this is like dream come true, Cherry Lane Theater, the whole thing. And I was like, okay. I'd be okay if I was done with this. Like I'm like I in some ways feel done with this show. Right, right. And yet my director, Paul Provenza, kept saying to me, but in some ways, Kelly, it's also only the beginning mm -hmm. for you. And it was like, okay, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and then what happened about uh, which I'm gonna announce right here on the podcast, because I haven't spoken to you guys in a while, is uh, I just got I just found out that the Falcon Theater in Toluca Lake here in Los Angeles, Gary Marshall's, uh, he did Happy Days. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, his, he and his daughter run a theater called the Falcon Theater. Uh, they are producing my show for a five-week run, five shows a week. That's amazing. What? Yay. Wow. Which is so amazing. Cool. Five shows a week? And yet I woke crazy. up. <laughs> Yes, like with an anxiety, like, oh God. thinking to myself, "What the fuck have I done?" Because five shows a week, and so this is a whole another learning curve now for me because yeah. it's about taking this show and my craft and what I know and what I don't know how to right. do to a whole different level, mm -hmm. and getting that yeah i mean i'm i'm writing a book about my life right now i've been doing this show for two and a half years i'm fucking sick of my life <laughs> i'm sick of my father i'm yeah, sick of my yeah. mother no, i'm I sick completely... of the fucking sun exploding yeah. fucking story yeah. <laughs> i'm sick of my mother dying on stage and my dad yeah and, yeah, yeah and yet <clears throat> i'm a professional and i'm here to do this show and this is and i have a great product you yeah. know, and you guys have a great product too. And so there's something about honoring that we have great products mm -hmm. and that there aren't people who haven't seen it yet. Yes. And so there's, you know, there's this whole other level that once you start to get a little success and a little momentum, you run into a whole different slew of creative issues and problems. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, I can only imagine. I mean, think about all the big rock stars and how they have to go on stage and sing hits oh, yeah. they've been singing for 50, 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Well, and you know, the thing with that, because people ask us, you know, do you get tired of singing your songs over and over again? And when people are into it and yeah. you, you're you like, don't. this is great. Right, yeah. because I you're feel, in it you feel and like you're you've never offering done it to it. them. Right. Yeah. And is, when the audience is involved and you can, and they are into it and they love it and they're laughing and they're having a good time, it's like the first time every yes. time. Yes. You know? Well, and you're like, you haven't heard Bikini Wax right. 7,000 times, so no. this is and great. And you exactly. forget because you've heard it so many times. You're like, who could like this? Right, yeah. because you, because mm. ultimately it is, you are there for them in yeah. that way. You exactly. know I mean? You're there because they've never, they've, they get to experience your story, your mm -hmm. journey together, you know, mm -hmm. and and that's that's the unique moment, and that's what you're here to do, you yeah. know, yeah. on some level. So yeah, no, and when and that's when it is like where you're just like, this is amazing, and it yeah. feels like the first time, and you're like, I never want this to end. Yeah, I just want to do this all, all the, time. the time. Yeah, we did one of the NACA convention with the nationals for the mm -hmm. NACA convention, mm -hmm. and it was like however many people. It was a lot. It was a lot of people. 
It was like eight thousand. I don't. No, know. that's completely wrong. It was like a thousand, over a thousand. It was, it was like, like a two thousand, like a ballroom, it was like, like a big ballroom. But it was a big room yeah. with like a spotlight. It was like and a couple thing. thousand, I think. Yeah, like the yeah. biggest group of people we've ever played nice. for. Okay, nice. it was like and, a NACA, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we went out and uh, we were playing and we were doing like whatever song and they were just like so into it and we were like, no, you know, they, if you're broke like us, put your hands up. They all were like, yeah, boo. <laughs> and they and they and it was said like, what what back to yeah. us, which had like but like a massive group. Nice. Like what what? And we were like, we like looked at each other. We're like, this is fucking amazing. You feel like a rock star at NACA in like Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah. We're just like, ah! Yeah. It's, yeah. Like it's so when it's, when they're into it, it's like that. I mean, you don't get tired of that. Yeah. yeah. That is, it, it, And it's probably the same with your show yeah. where you're yeah. like, I oh. feel like I've told the sun story so many times, but people come and they're so interested. Well, and, and that's what I think. I mean, I always And know, your show is so good. Yeah. So. Thank you. Thank you. And I mean, when I, before I go on a stage, even if I do have that, or the week before while I'm working on the words or whatever, because the memorization part right. is, you know, is a nightmare. <laughs> and, um, uh, but then the night before I, I'm backstage and I'm thinking about the audience, you know, I always know that. Sure, everyone's coming and showing up, but I know there's one Carlin fan out there who, like, just worshipped my dad on such a level and loves him so much. And I get to offer these stories to them, that one person tonight, you know? And and that's what I like. I put in my heart before I go on stage, and I know I'm I'm there to tell my story, because that person's just going to soak it all in, and they're going to get all the other stuff you get from my show. You right. know, I, I say, mean, people yeah. come for the George, they stay for the Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like having that. t-shirts made. No, that's good. Actually, you should. Actually, I might. Yeah, totally yeah, yeah, should. Should, yeah. <laughs> we'll wear it. We'll wear it on stage. Actually, on stage. Yeah. On your, during your yeah, act. Totally. Excellent. We'll promote. Yeah. <laughs> So so yes, yeah, so you guys are in a unique position now. You're you're in this fascinating little part where you've had you know you've you've created you've 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 completed something that's great and good, and you've you know started to show it to the world, and now you're going to sit down and create something new, and mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's all good though. But hey, you know you're, it's exciting. Yeah, it's it is. exciting but for it, sure. It is. Like I said, it is. We are like there is stress, there is pressure. Yeah, that we feel more. I think we're living our everyday life in Venice, like mm-hmm. you know, or what on the road in a hotel, whatever, just like looking like shit, hanging out with each other, like farting and watching YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So it's like we don't feel like things are changing. Okay, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like you, you're like this is really exciting. I like, guess. God, is and it guess really? what? And guess what? This is just the way it is, too. I mean, even yeah. if you yeah. were making yeah. a lot more money, we'd maybe, be doing the same. If you had a nicer apartment <laughs> right. or whatever, you know, whatever right. it was, uh, you'd still be farting and watching YouTube. Right? Yeah. You, really, Netflix. you would. Yeah, that's true. That's you're right. Thing. You're right. That is very true. Yeah, but I guess when that's like what you're doing, you're like, and it also feels like, what are we? Like, I try. I mean, I just like try all day to like contact people and do things mm-hmm. because it makes me feel like I'm doing something. Yeah, I'm like, I totally ah, get right? that. Right? Okay. I totally get I'm that. like, so I'm putting it out there. But I mean, in the end, it's like there's only so much we can do other than keep creating and keep yeah, going. Yeah, and so, and so maybe that, and that really is, you know, what presents itself. It's like what now wants to, what what wants to emerge for you guys? What wants right. to show up? What right. story do you guys right. want to tell right. now? Right. You know, you've got five years of this under your belt. You've got however long your relationship under your belt. You, you, how old are you both? I just turned 29 and she turns 29 in like a week. I mean, you're half. on the cusp of 30. I mm-hmm. mean, hello, the cusp of 30. That alone as a theme is a huge thing for a woman, right? You know, so it's like there's material there. I mean, there's yeah. like you know, honor who you are and where your life is right now. You mm-hmm. know that you don't have to, and don't worry about the audience in your head 
or Rocco or <laughs> some uh, co Comedy Central executive you hope to impress in six months. Don't right. let any of those people enter your inner sanctum right now. Tell your story. You're both women living a life. And yes, you're living a life sometimes on stage, sometimes in a, in a car, going to a college thing or whatever. Right. But you're two women who now are facing a whole new set of just life challenges, mm -hmm. you know, and, and let yourself be present with that. Speak like from that. that truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, actually. that's Thank really you. good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. We because, needed this. Yeah. This yeah. Is free yeah. therapy right here. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, Thank one. you. <laughs> Kelly Carlin. Kelly Carlin, everybody. No, well, that's and so I, real though. And, and you're 100% right because a, a lot of the pressure that I'm feeling mm -hmm. is because we're getting older and we are on the yeah. cusp of 30. And yes. This is and where yet, I thought I'd and yet you're still so young, darling. I know, I mean, you're still I know, so I young. Know that, and I know. And, yeah. it's, and it's frustrating because you're like, I know that we're still very young. Yeah. But at the same time, I had expectations for myself to be at a certain place. Well, we were like, oh, honey, okay, at 29, <laughs> let me tell you where I was at 29. All right, ready? Yes. I was, uh, I was married to a man I'd been with for 11 years since I was 18. Okay. I'd wasted my, all of my, most of my 20s being married to him doing way too much cocaine. Okay. Finally got my shit together around 25 to go back to school to get my bachelor's oh, at UCLA. Yeah. And um, so at 29, I had done nothing. Zero with my outside life. Like, I, I was still agoraphobic. I could barely get in a car and drive across town. Right. <laughs> at 29 is when I left him and started my 20s. Yeah, wow. your 20s. At 29, at 29, I started wow. at 29. Yeah, yeah. 30, when I turned 30, it was pretty much me turning 20. Yeah. Wow. And so, you know, and the thing is about any craft, any life, any profession, not just showbiz, but, you know, there is the 10,000 hours. There is the 10 years. There is yeah. the overnight sensations mm -hmm. like you know uh lewis black who'd been a playwright for 20 years and then was doing stand-up for 10 and then at 50 he hit you know because at 40 he started doing stand-up you know right. i mean wow. it's like yeah. there's there's a 10-year cooking period yeah I mean, even when I look at like the late night people that are that are going right now, like we have Jimmy Fallon, mm -hmm. we have uh, Stephen Colbert, who's now going to move over. Right. You look at their ages. They're, I know. They're yeah. not thirty. No, no. they're right. all in their forties. They've, they've been doing it a while. Yeah. Exactly. I so know. you're you're actually, and I know the pressure. I know yeah. that feeling. Yeah. But you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Thank you. That's what our mom says. You. <laughs> and your moms. That's speaking really nice. of which, your moms are great, and Thank they you. they do know what they're talking. Did about. Did you like their do. cameo in the video? Did you I see them? loved <laughs> them. They're so cute. My mom's on the Swan. <laughs> It's amazing. Of course she is. Yeah. yeah. She was, she was, I had to keep it. She's like, my, my, like, I'm empty on booze. And I was like, quit drinking it. Like, stop. It's a prop. She kept drinking all the champagne and beer. I was, she was like, mine's empty. We had to keep, like, waiting to refill her drink. I'm like, stop drinking. It's a yeah. prop. Well, everyone was drinking. You I drank know, but a lot. She was especially like, I need it. I need another one. I'm like, quit fucking drinking. Damn it. Candy. Candy. Oh, that's very, very cute. All right. So, um, I have a, uh, I have a question that I'm going to start asking all of my guests. This is a new Ooh, feature ooh, here at Waking from the American Dream. Oh, it's my NPR voice. Oh, that's by good. The way. You do have a very Thank fantastic you. voice. Thank by you. The way. You really do. Thank when you. you first started, I was like, if I wasn't, if I just closed my eyes, you have such a nice. People voice. say to me, uh, I listen to your podcast to go to sleep at night. <laughs> And I actually take that as a compliment it because such a good radio voice. I get that. So thank you. And I, yes, I'm, I love doing this radio stuff. <laughs> so here's my interesting question. It's very completely off track of everything we've been talking Great. about. 
So, and, and we'll each get an answer from each of you. So we'll get two answers on this today, which will be exciting. So if there was a machine that could make people change somehow when they walked through it, like internally made their mindset change, mm-hmm. their worldview change mm-hmm. in some way. Okay. And you could put that machine in every supermarket entrance in America mm-hmm. so that many, many millions of people would be walking through these machines. How would you program the machine and what would it what would it change in people? Oh wow. The, the first thing mm-hmm. that comes to my mind is just love. Mm-hmm. Love. Mm-hmm. Just somehow either I don't know, just switches the love, like just love more. So they so their hearts open. Yeah, I don't know. Just yeah. if you could just make people love more. Mm-hmm. Or or yeah, just mm-hmm. love more and then yeah. you'll, if you give love, you receive love. And I think a lot of people are unhappy because they're not loved. I think you're right and, about or that. Or they have a lack of love. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I would say love. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What about um, you, Carly? The first thing that came to my mind was like positivity. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like everyone's in a bad mood all the time. Right. And if people were just like a little more pleasant, then we could all be pleasant. Yes. And like if you Things just walked through and you were smoother. just like, you were happy. It was positive. Everything was like positive. Uh-huh. And then, you know, there would end up being love and whatever yeah. else yeah, would yeah. come from yeah. that because people are like, I like you. I'm it's not like mad over nothing. they're in a shitty mood. They walk through and it's like, oh, everything's yeah. up. <laughs> All right, you know. Get the pineapple. Like it's you, gorgeous. exactly. Or if you had to like drive through that, yeah. like under the freeway. Or, yeah. Or if you walked through it and it was, it did that, and then it gave you a joint too. It just like and a free joint. Cool. So everyone was like stoned and so positive and like love, happy and smoking weed and smoking. Mm. So they would buy more food in yeah, the store. Exactly. The economy, the economy would go. It all ties oh, weed and love. That's all we need. We weed. Have, Legalize have, weed, mm. and you've got more love. You guys are definitely in the Ravi Shankar uh, part of your career. <laughs> Thank you. I don't, I don't know, know what, what that, that means. Is that a place or a person? <laughs> okay, they, uh, the Beatles. Uh, yeah, we need to. They, oh, know. the guy. The, oh, drug, the, guy. the, drug, the, the guru. guru. The guru who took the, George Harrison made the Beatles go to India. Actually, he's not the actual nope. guru. He is the guy who played the, oh, the uh, sitar. sitar in oh. the uh, Bangladesh uh, album with George oh, Harrison. We but, yes, off. they met him in India. Okay. And they brought him over. And uh, introduced him to the American audience. And yes, he was all part of that guru. Like Indian the, when thing. they were dropping acid and yes, switching, a lot of acid switching up their perspective. Then. Oh, yeah, yeah. When suddenly <laughs> uh, long hair and beards appeared and there was groovy psychedelic shit happening yeah, in the nice. songs. Yes. Cool. So. So thank you girls so much for being thank here. Thank you so, so much. much for having us, thank Kelly. You. My pleasure. This was so fun. So and much thank fun. You. And honestly, like really beneficial for Good. our mental yeah. well-being. I'm I'm like, the timing could not be <laughs> the better. The timing could not have been better. Yeah. If you saw us yesterday <laughs> and the day we crying had, at the crying cafe, and holding elbows, like, the three of us. This is what we do she when we get upset. We hold elbows. Like you guys gotta get your shit together. He's like, give me your elbows. God damn it. We're like, fine. Okay, you can have our elbows. Like you're being mean. She's like, I'm sorry for being mean. You're being sensitive. I'm sorry. So, yeah. So, this has been great. Thank you. The point is. Yes. And we're very grateful and very honored. My pleasure. And you guys are are doing great things. And would you you give us one more live song as we go out? Oh, yes. Yes. I thought you were going to be like, give us a like tail end, like, (laughs) and we're out with Kelly Carlin. I don't know. I was like, oh, God. Carly and Donnie are out. Do an outro for yeah, us. Exactly. That's what I thought. <laughs> oh, God. Um, we, yeah, we can definitely do a song. Okay, cool. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> what are we doing? What do you uh, want to do? Camel Toe, right? What did you want to do? One of your songs that you hate? Song goes out to lesbians and straight men everywhere. It's about overlooking the flaws that we all have to find true love. Carly and Donnie coming at you right now. Camel Toe, here we go. One, two, three. <sighs> Hanging out at this surround. 
that I wanted to smack So I got up and I walked over to her I said, do you mind if I sit here? She said, no, that's cool So I sat down and we began to chat Well, we talked about so many things Like the Steven Seagal movie Under seat she was blowing Blowing my mind But then I looked down Something caught my eye There was this little crease in between her thighs It's when I realized Oh no Camel toe Just give those pants a tug Camel toe I think they're a little snug Camel toe Can't look any other place Camel toe Staring me right in the face Camel toe Oh no, it can't be true Camel toe How could this happen to you? Camel toe This tends to happen to old ladies Camel toe What can I do? Cause I'm in love with you, baby Well, I tried really hard to ignore We talked about Mario Kart and N64 She shot a turtle shell Right through my heart Her favorite player was Peach She even knew about the secret tunnel On Koopa Troopa Beach In level two Ooh, girl, I'd love to do a two-player battle with you Wanna pop your balloon? Well, it was perfect Oh, it was amazing But I couldn't help but Camel toe. Oh, please just pull it free. Camel toe. You have a front wedgie. Camel toe. Oh no, what can I do? A camel toe. I could pull it out for you. A camel toe. I need to move my glance. A camel toe. Your vagina's eating your pants. Camel toe. It'd be alright if we were in the 80s. Camel toe. Minus that camel toe, you are a sexy lady. So there we are. You know, we're at the bar, we're having a good time. She's funny, she's smart. She knows all the words to shoot by Saul Peppa. Amazing. I come know, on. it's pretty fucking awesome, right? Dude, yeah. Like, come on. You gotta get over it, man. But I mean, I just can't help it. She's got this crazy fucking camel toe. It's pretty intense. Okay, dude, you've got a gap in your teeth, she's got a gap in your badge. What you're, are you gonna do? I know, you're right. I mean, we've all got our flaws. And you're right, I just gotta tell her that I love her. Despite her. Camel toe. Maybe I don't really care. Camel toe. Hope you don't have too much hair. Camel toe. Take your shopping by your pants that fit. Camel toe. You're so sexy, I don't give a shit. Camel toe. I will never leave her. Camel toe. Even with her crazy beaver. Camel toe. Let's go back to my place. Camel toe. Stick that camel toe in my face. Thank you. Thank you. Camel toe. Camel toe. Damn, girls.